You're listening to InfoTrack. To learn more about our guests or listen to past shows, visit InfoTrack online at InfoTrackRadio.com. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. It's called the Girls Index, a survey of 11,000 girls, from those incarcerated and homeless to those in middle-class homes and those in mansions. The survey gives a unique insight into what girls view as their major issues, their experiences, their opinions, and behaviors. InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco is here with a guest who wants to show adults how to help girls reach their potential. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us is Lisa Hinkleman, who holds a Ph.D. in counselor education. Her book is Girls Without Limits, Helping Girls Succeed in Relationships, Academics, Careers, and Life. Dr. Hinkleman, you identified a number of big-ticket issues, such as negotiating friendships. List for us some of the other big-ticket issues for teenage girls. I think right now, teenage girls are facing a plethora of challenges. Some of the biggest things that come to mind for me are significant drops in confidence between fifth and ninth grade. I think the impact of social media has changed girls' lives and realities in more ways than we can count. And I would say that girls are under more stress and pressure than ever before. And you write that girls often feel they're not being heard and adults don't understand them. Give us a few examples of the sorts of messages the girls want to get across. Girls want to be heard and listened to and their opinions valued. And so often, as the adults in their life, we truly want to help and support them. But so often we come at our conversations with them from a place of expertise, of already knowing, because we've been there, we've been your age before, and we know how this feels. And girls are coming to the conversations feeling like, you know what, life right now is way different than it was when you were my age. So I need you just to listen and try to understand that the world I'm trying to navigate right now is something that you don't have a lot of expertise in. And the flip side of that, suppose I'm a parent who doesn't feel confident even opening up a discussion about these issues with my girl. What's your guidance there? I think when we are struggling to have conversations, it comes from our own inexperience being open or the lack of role modeling that we've had around having open, caring, and non-judgmental conversations. For so many girls and the adults who care about them, that communication connection is the most important aspect of their relationship. And so sometimes it's just giving an open-ended question of like, tell me about your day, or tell me what you were thinking when that was happening, or share with me something that's on your mind. So often we ask these closed questions of, did you have a good day at school today? Or something that requires a yes or no answer. And sometimes just shifting the way that we have the conversation and ensuring that we give non-judgmental responses are what girls need right now to open up the gates of open dialogue. And would that help girls feel that adults trust them? Because you write that girls often feel adults just don't trust them. Oh, I think more than anything, girls want independence and freedom, and they want to be trusted. They want their parents to trust them and not always assume the worst. They want the adults in their lives to affirm their feelings. And so often it's not feeling like that to them. There's always a hint of suspicion. There's always a hint of judgment. 
the way that the conversations are happening are unequal with the parents or the adult in the place of power and the girl always trying to explain herself or convince them of something different. And I think sometimes the adults need to take that one down position, thinking consciously about mitigating that power differential so that the other person feels safe to open up the conversation in a way where they can be vulnerable without feeling like they're going to get in trouble or that they're going to be made fun of or they'll be ridiculed in any way. We're visiting with Lisa Hinkleman, who holds a Ph.D. in counselor education. Her book is Girls Without Limits, Helping Girls Succeed in Relationships, Academics, Careers, and Life. Studies show that girls are more likely to go on a diet than boys. What's your advice on discussing body image with girls? Oh, man, I think that we're doing a terrible job of helping girls develop uh, comfort within their own bodies a sense of strength in their own physical abilities. So much of diet culture has impacted the way that most girls and most women experience their bodies. And more often than not, the one thing that girls and women want to change about themselves is their appearance and most frequently their weight. And I think that what girls see and hear related to what their bodies should look like is coming from a media message that is they're too big, they're not curvy enough, this is too big, this is too small. And for most girls, their moms have struggled with those messages as well. And so some of the things I always say when I'm talking to the grownups in girls' lives, and particularly women, is... Your girl should never know if you're on a diet. She should never know if there's something about your body that you don't like. Using words like fat or I ate too many carbs or I'm going to have to work out or I can't eat that or I shouldn't eat that or my diet's going to start tomorrow. Little girls are hearing that kind of messaging and they're internalizing it as well. So I think any chance that we have to police our own behaviors and our own narrative helps the girls around us develop healthier relationships with their own bodies. And not only policing our own comments, but you've said that adults consistently ask how they can help girls navigate the digital programs while also keeping them safe. So they're seeing some of these messages online, but online is a big, big bucket of things that they're exposed to, including dating issues. Oh, for sure. More than ever before, what's happening on social media is impacting and influencing girls and all of us. And we've seen that in so many ways that have played out really over the last decade. And so despite the fact that we might be giving our girls strong messages and being good role models, we also have to recognize what they're seeing and hearing in other spaces. Right now, social media is a place where girls are spending eight or more hours each day. And so the influence cannot be overstated. And so it's really important that the adults who are parenting and educating and mentoring girls also educate themselves on what girls are consuming and how that's impacting the way girls feel about themselves. Doctor, how much has the Me Too movement helped level the playing field for girls' achievement? You know, I think that the Me Too movement illuminated the disparities and some of the treatment that girls and women have experienced over time. 
What I've seen in my research is that a lot of girls don't identify with the movement itself because they see it as something that impacts celebrities more so than it impacts them as girls. I see women in the workplace identifying more with the Me Too movement than I do with adolescent teens right now. But I do think what it's brought to light is the fact that there are pervasive disparities in access, in treatment. There's pervasive inequities that have existed between men and women and also boys and girls for a very long time that have been accepted and they've been very systemic. And so I think it's illuminated the fact that we need to pay more attention to some of these disparities. We need to have safe places to call them out and discuss them. And then we need to move to action in schools, in organizations, in companies, in the entertainment industry to level that playing field and to ensure that all of these places and environments and sectors are safe and accessible for girls. Lisa Hingleman, author of Girls Without Limits. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks of Chicago.